episode 5 an informational interview okay as i mentioned before i don't really have a dream job in mind at this stage in my life so let's take a look at 2020 michelle's dream job which was being a therapist being a therapist was one of my dream jobs that i was actually pretty adamant on as a kid i had three goals in life three goals that my parents never let me forget teacher preacher and cooker yeah five year old michelle was not aware of the term chef the reason I was so adamant on being a therapist or a counselor was because of two reasons. One, I really love psychology and the thought of using that subject to help people just made me feel so fulfilled. Two, the main women in my life pursued their love for psychology and became therapists and counselors and I just wanted to carry on that tradition. But eventually I realized that my love for psychology was slowly replaced by my love for media and mass communication. I still really love psychology and would want to continue studying the subject on the side. But today, I am going to interview one of the most influential women in my life. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Jennifer Satish. By the way, there are no ladies or gentlemen here with me right now. I would be really creeped out if there were. Welcome Jennifer Satish. It's nice to be here. <laughs> you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Jennifer Satish. I recently graduated my master's in counseling psychology. And I work as a registered therapist. Okay, I have a few questions for you. And we're going to start okay. off with the first one, which is, what got you so interested in psychology? Good question. Um, I, I grew up in a household where, where helping people was just very encouraged and very normalized for me. And so I think I just grew up understanding that that was just a thing that everybody did, or so I thought. And I think it also realized it's a very deep part of my personality to, to help people and um emotionally I grew up being quite sensitive too so I was very empathetic um from the time I was quite young but I was told I was like too sensitive like it was a bad thing the older I grew and the more I actually started like studying psychology because I took that as um, a class in a couple of years in high school um I started learning that I actually really enjoyed it and I loved actually understanding myself better so I decided to do my undergrad in it did that went really well and I was like you know what what I want to do is really I want to be a therapist because I can remember times in life when I wished I had somebody to walk through certain challenges with me and I really wanted to play that role in someone else's life and to do it skillfully so that's kind of what like got me interested in it and that's kind of why I stuck with it and so far no regrets I love it such a cute story <laughs> Okay, um, our second question is, what are three lessons you learned being a therapist? Phew, this is so tough. <laughs> um, three lessons. The first one, uh, the more you know, the more you realize you don't know. And mm -hmm. it is a very humbling thing. Um, so essentially, the more you keep learning about psychology, the more you learn about yourself, the more you're going to realize you really don't know about the world or about yourself. <laughs> but it's, it's also a very beautiful process because you can really invest in educating yourself and in being more aware of yourself and the people around you. Uh, number two is you, you are going to feel like you are not the professional many times when you are in the room because you just don't have the answers to everything. And that's okay. You're not supposed to have the answers to everything. You're not all knowing just because you're a therapist. And it is a beautiful process when you can just sit across from a human being and just know that you are also just another human being in the room with them 
And that is the greatest gift you can offer to somebody that is going through a mental health struggle or a life challenge or something. Um, because I think it's very easy for me to feel like I just need to know the answer. Like I just need to know how to give a solution and make things better. It's just in my personality to be that way. And so I really had to learn how to um, be very patient with the process. Um, the third thing I learned is it is like you cannot go somewhere. Like you can't take your client somewhere that you haven't been yourself, which mm-hmm. essentially means like you need to do your self-work in your own therapy, in your own self-awareness if you are going to be able to help somebody else go through that process. If I'm going to help somebody else process their trauma or their depression or their anxiety, then I need to I need to know that when it comes to me, I also need to be willing to be on the side of a therapist. And so I, I got myself a therapist actually to to really invest in my own mental health so that I can be a better therapist for others, but also that I can take care of my my, my own mental health also. Hmm. Well, I'm like tempted to ask for more lessons, but I'm trying not to. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm learning every day. <laughs> okay, our third question is, what advice would you give to your first year of college self about the journey she's going to take? Like my first year of undergrad? Yeah, like your first year at Trinity. Okay, okay. Oof, okay. <laughs> um, it's going to be scary and challenging and fun, but you're going to make it through. Like, your life does not have to look like everyone else's life. Your life can look entirely different. There isn't a set timeline for things you need to achieve. But do your very best wherever you are. Like, invest yourself in what you are studying. Invest yourself in the community that you are part of, in the university or college that you are part of. Um, But I would just tell myself to, I guess, to risk a little. It's okay to risk a little. Um... It's okay to mess up. Like, please mess up when you are in college. You have professors and teachers to help you and to guide you. But, like, take risks. Learn. Don't be afraid to be wrong. Don't be afraid to ask a question because you think you might feel stupid or dumb or whatever. Odds are somebody else in the room is probably thinking of the same thing. So ask the questions you need to ask. Okay, our fourth question is, how are you able to take care of your mental health when your job demands so much? Who says I am? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly... Um, in my last year was especially really difficult for me and that's when I, I realized like I really need to get myself a therapist and so I did. Um, I haven't seen her in a few months now but I was actually just thinking this month that I need to start seeing her again. So one way is really to have my own therapist to take care of my mental health and other is to just make sure that um, I also have friends that are not therapists because a lot of my friends are also therapists because we all were in the same program and when you're friends with a therapist, it's very easy sometimes that every conversation, you are just like talking about really heavy, deep stuff. And so you really have to be careful not to go to those places so instantly. Like we'll just be chatting and then we'll be like, so how do you process grief in your life? <laughs> and it, it just like goes there so quickly so because we're so primed to, to talk about those things. And it's so easy to access. But it's so important to have friends in your life that are not in the same stream as you are in um just so you have other activities and things that you're doing um and even with your therapist friends it's so nice to to have fun doing other things and not talk about our jobs um for a while so that's really good and remember to stay physically active i'm not very good at that but i'm really working on that 
um but to stay physically active have a social life have like a physical fitness routine or some kind of discipline that you have i enjoy journaling a lot that's one way i can kind of reduce my own anxiety or kind of manage uh, my own stressors in life so those are a few things my spiritual life is really important to me as well um and so i think those are a few things that really help me stay grounded um uh, fifth question and our last question care to share any misconceptions about being a therapist um yeah <laughs> <laughs> this has happened a few times where i'll tell people i'm starting to be a therapist or i am a therapist and they'll be like oh so can you read my mind <laughs> what am i thinking right now and i'm like are you like are you ridiculous no that's not what a therapist does um i don't know why people think that but people think that therapists can read your mind that is not like a skill that like no one can teach you how to do that um that's not a job okay so no i do not read your mind but i i'm skilled in like perceiving better or understanding better maybe um that's part of my job but i do not just casually read your mind um so that is one another i think is just people that think therapists are going to fix you or solve your problems for you like sometimes i'll have clients that sit and they're like yeah so i've just been depressed so or i just have anxiety it's so cool and i think they're like really hoping that i have some kind of secret weapon or medication or skill that suddenly everything's going to go away um but that's like not how it works at all like my job is to help you navigate it to understand your anxiety to give you tools to manage it and of course it's going to reduce and you learn better ways to manage it but i like essentially i'm not here to fix your problems uh and other thing is people think therapists are um just paid friends or like people that just give you advice but that is also not true i do not do that i will not be giving you advice on your life uh directly um so i think those are just like a few things that i've encountered that um often leave me a little bit stumped but it's also pretty entertaining i guess <laughs> um also people think that therapists have like the highest level of emotional health and are always put together and just know how to handle it and if you're a therapist you don't need a therapist but i just don't think that's true i think if you're a therapist there's a 100% chance you need a therapist too um but yeah there are a ton but i i'd say those are the the top few that come to mind any closing remarks <laughs> whatever you're going to choose to do in life as a career just make sure you love it to the best of your ability make sure you're constantly investing in yourself to be better at what you do